everyone. Welcome to the Cut the Nets podcast. I'm Lucas Quick, joined by Aditya Aurora. Uh, as you know, I've done a podcast recently with Rick and Patel for First Down Fantasy. Uh, it's been quite a while. It's been about three to four months since I've been in this podcast booth once again. But we're heading in the m- month of March for college basketball. March Madness is officially lies near us, probably in about two days, marking off Tuesday afternoon right now. So Aditya is a Kansas fan. I'm kind of just a typical fan of March Madness. I just watch it every year. I'm honestly overly obsessed with creating brackets, and nev- every year it's never really a great outcome for me. But Aditya, since you're a Kansas fan, uh, what do you think? Do you think that they have the chance this year to take the tournament as they're the one seed in their Midwest bracket? Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, uh, the AP News uh, ranked Kansas as number three this year heading into the tournament. I think they have a good chance this year, um, mostly because of uh, Ochai Baji, a uh, future NBA star, and um, just a very like very uh, well-rounded team in general. Um, obviously, they came out, won the Big 12 tournament and the uh, regular season uh, championship. So definitely ahead of Baylor. I was confused as to why they were the first seed and not Auburn or Kentucky. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for a dub for Kansas. Yeah, I was a little shocked to see Baylor as the one seed. And just there was a lot of like controversial picks in this bracket in general, especially the fact that Texas A&M didn't make it in, but rather than the Michigan Wolverines made it instead. Uh, I actually think Michigan will have a chance to maybe make a little bit of a push. But uh, for back, going back to Kansas, I really think Kansas has the easiest path to making the Final Four compared to any one seed. Um for me personally, I actually have them getting knocked off in the Sweet 16 because I think the Midwest has the highest potential of seeing the most upsets. And that's why I'll I'll say we'll say our final four at the end of the podcast. But that's my final four. The guy the team that goes in the Midwest is a little bit of a shocker, in my opinion. But I think Kansas definitely has the easiest path and they'll have a high chance of making the final four. Um so obviously March Madness is very notorious for its upsets. And uh, especially with a year like this, I feel like there's been so many upsets been going on. Uh, Virginia Tech knocked off both North Carolina and Duke in the ACC tournament, taking the tournament, being one of the lower seeds. But just there hasn't been really a consistent team rather than Gonzaga. And Gonzaga did get upset by Mar- not Maryland, uh, St. Mary's in Alabama at some point during the season. So... With a with this season being so many upsets, do you think that we could see that repeat itself during the tournament, or do you think that we're gonna see just more of normal victories, unlike last year? Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's some like uh, seeding issues uh, this tournament. Um, for example, I see Providence as number four seed. I don't know. I I feel like maybe yeah they performed well in the Big East, but I think that's just they're like a really inconsistent team, and South Dakota State being the 13th seed is one of the best one of them and I think they'll make it pretty far um I actually had them lose to Kansas in the sweet 16 so I I thought they would uh, they would make it past Iowa and Providence um which is something that you you might see more of with uh like there's again there's a lot of inconsistencies in the bracket I feel like there's a lot of teams that are a lot higher or a lot lower than they should be ranked um another example would be Houston I think Houston should be much farther up like better than a fifth seed for sure yeah but i agree i guess we'll we'll see this tournament um well obviously like uh i think there's always upsets to, like you saw oral roberts last year you never yeah. expected them to win against ohio state the number two seed 
and it's just you'll see more you'll see at least a at least something like a 13 seed or 14 seed win against one of them big ones yeah uh props out to oral roberts but they absolutely crushed my bracket last year i had yeah. i remember i specifically remember having texas illinois and ohio state being three of my four final four teams last season Abilene christian right? and yeah and they all got knocked out in the first round if i'm not yeah. mistaken it was just it was just absolutely horrific and i'm hoping I'm praying for that not to happen this year. I feel a lot more confident in my Final Four this year, unlike last year. But going back to South Dakota State, I think, that, in my opinion, they're my favorite underdog in this bracket. Um, I'm a little back and forth because I had them playing against Iowa. Uh, I'm kind of torn. That's probably one of the top matchups I'm torn about. But, yeah, I've really lost uh, confidence in Providence probably halfway through the season. They looked really, really sharp, and I actually thought that they can make, get a big push going into March Madness, but then as the season progressed, I just feel like they've dropped more and more. And if you look at South Dakota's statistics, especially on offense, it's ridiculous. They're it's getting ridiculous. like 81 points a game. They're highest, top five. Highest three-point yeah, percentage. Top five in normal field goal percentage. Like South Dakota State can possibly make a push to like even the final four. I mean, it's kind of crazy to say that. But if they could play that high-powered offense that they did in their league, and they can manage to push that up against top 25 teams into the tournament. I don't know if South Dakota State can put on the show and be a team that can remember for a long, long time. Um, now, yeah, for the bracket creation yet again, it's very, very weird because a team, probably my favorite team in this uh, tournament going in was Tennessee. I think Tennessee is a very, very good team. And the fact that I saw them being a three seed, even though they beat Kentucky to take their championship, uh, I'm a little confused about that. I like Villanova a lot, but I do think Tennessee should have been the two seed over Villanova. But that South bracket, again, that bracket is probably taking out Gonzaga's side. I think that's the bracket I'm most interested in. Uh, well, Arizona's probably my favorite team going into this bracket, but you've got teams like uh, Houston against UAB, and there's a lot of talk saying UAB can be a, a team that can pull off some upsets. Uh, oh, yeah. Illinois can be another team. Uh, Michigan can pull up runs. Like a lot of these teams have high potential, and it could be anyone's ball game in that end of the bracket. So who do you? So let's go. Let's start going into the elite A and Final Four part. So for the South, who do you like? Who are the takeaways, and who do you think has a chance to push into the elite A and Final Four category? Right. Um. So in the elite A, I had uh, St. Mary and Kentucky playing in the uh, in the East uh, in the East region. So I think St. Mary's going to make a huge push for it. Obviously, they beat Gonzaga, and they only just lost the uh, West Coast Conference. But I think they have a very good chance against UCLA in the uh, round of 32. Um, not sure about Wyoming or uh, Indiana, if they'll, if they'll have a chance against St. Mary's. But I think they will uh, beat either Baylor or UNC and then make it into the Elite Eight against Kentucky. Uh, but then I did eventually have Kentucky and then the Zags uh, into the final four as well as uh, Villanova and Kansas. And then I had uh, Kansas and Gonzaga playing in the championship game with Kansas winning. So it's just, you know, uh, I, I make some predictions, but um, uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier was Tennessee. Um, obviously, I've made a couple of brackets, like a lot of them. And uh, I did have Tennessee winning, winning in um, at least one of them. But and for some reason in this one, I was thinking, hey, Michigan has a really good chance. Let's take them over Tennessee. Um, so that was one thing that I just noticed. That was real quick. That was a bit different than yours. No, yeah. Well, 
Uh, I actually think Michigan can get a large push into the season, even though with the fact that they might not, people say that they shouldn't even be in the tournament, which is arguable. I do think Texas A&M did deserve a spot, but that goes for a whole nother topic. But they have Aiden Hutchinson who returned for one more season. I believe he'll head on to the NBA next season. But Michigan does have experience. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll be able to knock off a strong team like Tennessee, who's been on yeah. such a hot streak as recently. But for the moment, I have Tennessee in my Elite Eight right now. Uh, I have them facing Villanova. It, it could go either direction. I just think Tennessee is such a good team this year. Um, but Arizona, Arizona has been my top team so far. Just looking at their statistics, everything. Arizona just seems like the best team. I still feel like they're a little bit underrated. I feel like they're the one team that gets yeah. the least amount of talk. So I have Arizona taking my south side of the bracket. Now, on the west side, uh, even though Gonzaga has probably like a 34% chance to win the championship from many sources, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think March Madness, you got to go bold. And I have Texas Tech knocking off Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. And Tech, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Texas Tech is a really, really strong team. And not only they're going to knock off Coach K's last March Madness uh, journey, they'll also knock off Gonzaga, who yet again is the best team, arguably, in all of NCAA. But I won't be shocked if Gonzaga goes to the Final Four. I just feel like the uh, the Bulldogs, a.k.a. Gonzaga, are just like the Green Bay Packers. Just coming from an NFL, uh, what do you call it, from a viewpoint from the NFL fan. Uh, I've cho- chosen Green Bay to win the Super Bowl the last, like, two seasons. And if you've... I don't know if I said this in our podcast with Rick and First Sound Fantasy, but I had Green Bay going like going all the way, but at the same time they got knocked out by the Niners in the divisional round. And I feel like Gonzaga is just going to repeat itself. How they were undefeated last year, they looked like that no one was going to beat them, and they just got blown out by Baylor in the championship. Also got lucky against UCLA. Oh, they got. I, I want to say lucky. luck, but that 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 UCLA game was. A little bit of a heartbreaker. I mean, I had Gonzaga going to a championship last year, but not winning at all. But just seeing that buzzer beater go down was just a shocker. And yeah, Gonzaga did get pretty lucky from that buzzer beater. But I think this is not Gonzaga's year. Uh, maybe Chet Holmgren might return one more year. I highly doubt it. Um, I don't think he's progressed as well as people thought he would be. Because right. he was the number one uh, prospect going into the season. And he hasn't really shown up as highly anticipated as I thought he would mm-hmm. but the kid has so much potential so I'm curious that if Gonzaga gets knocked out early will we see Chet Holmgren return for Gonzaga for a second year as he'll hold back his NBA journey because I feel like Holmgren he needs a little more muscle he's he's got the height he's like the white Kevin Durant for Gonzaga and I really feel like he could be a star in the NBA but I feel like he needs a little more time to progress in college but so that will be something interesting to look at uh now again for the east side Baylor is a little bit of a head scratcher as the one seed. Yeah. I have them knocked out by North Carolina. Which yep, is, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a bold prediction. Um, I don't watch college basketball too often until it's March Madness, but probably one of the few games I fully watched this season was North Carolina against Duke in Coach K's last home game, which is probably one of the craziest college games I've seen. Just the atmosphere, like the amount of history behind yeah. the stadium, you just feel it watching on TV. But. Uh, North Carolina found a way to shut down Duke in that second half. And they could, if they could just find a way and do that same formula against 
uh, Marquette, and if they could do that against Baylor or North Carolina, I can see a push. But they are definitely a Final Four team. They possibly, definitely can yeah. be. Just their they defense is their only issue, in my opinion. But I really think they can make a push because North Carolina is North Carolina. They're known yeah. for going far, and I think that even though with them being an eight seed, we can see history repeat itself, and we see them make a Final Four uh, trip again. I have them losing to UCLA for the time being right now, just because I've had. I've had struggles with UCLA this season. Um, even though they had such an amazing run last year and it was so improbable, I don't know if they were if they deserved to be ranked top five. Or I think they were even like the two seed earlier this season. Yeah. And as much as I like UCLA and I think they have a lot of good depth in this team, Johnny Juzang, like all those guys are great, but I just don't know if they deserve to be ranked that high. Now I like where they're ranked because I feel like they're still going to be on the radar from last season. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll make the final four, but that's why I have UCLA in my elite eight is because they have that experience. They know how to go to the further stages into March Madness and knowing that they have that experience from last year and almost knocking off Gonzaga, who was probably one of the best teams college basketball has seen in, in its time. I think UCLA can make a run for it, but I still have them being knocked off by Kentucky right now. So again, going back from Kansas, this is going to hurt for you being a Kansas fan, but I actually have Kansas not even making the Elite Eight. I have, so again, the Midwest is such a, like a wonky uh, side of the bracket for me because I like Kansas, but they face off San Diego State first. I, I had them, San Diego State being Creighton. Uh, San Diego State is not great on the offense, but their defense is like superb. Like they're only, they only allow like 57 points a game on each side. So I would be shocked if San Diego State manages to upset kansas in the round of 32 but i think iowa even though i still want south dakota state to go to the sweet 16 i have iowa right now but i think iowa has been so hot as of recently and i think that they have the potential uh making big, to the league eight. Big Ten, the tournament champions yeah. Well, right? yeah and last season they were a two seed i remember in march madness but they got knocked off relatively early and i feel like that this is their year to redeem themselves and being a five seed which I feel like they're seated a little bit, like they should be a little bit higher, in my opinion, from the yeah. way how they finish off. They won the Big Ten, obviously. Um, I think Iowa can make a push to the Final Four. Now, this this is this is a shock to that I had said in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I don't feel very confident about this, but I feel like LSU's road to the Final Four is very easy, and that's why I have yeah, LSU as my I, Final Four team. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. they're my I, Final Four I right now. I have them in the Elite Eight. I, I, I truly think LSU has a really good shot here. Um, personally, Auburn, I know Auburn's in that bottom half of that bracket, but I do not think that they will stand a chance against LSU or even Wisconsin in that matter if they happen to win. Um, because, again, Auburn, they've had some big losses against Arkansas, another possible Final Four team, but I didn't have them uh, get in either. I had both uh, Texas Tech and Gonzaga in the, um, in the West uh, Elite Eight. But yeah, again, LSU has a very good chance. They're in the easy part of that bracket, um, and you won't see you won't see that anywhere else, uh, especially with the other number one seeds and two seeds. Yeah, absolutely. And Iowa State wasn't like was probably like the least convincing eleven seed because I don't know what it is, but I just noticed this pattern right now. I like choosing eleven seeds to go in the first round a lot. Like I have Rutgers over Alabama, I have Virginia Tech over Texas, and I have Michigan over Colorado State. They're both eleven seeds. But I always say it just doesn't convince me enough for them to advance mm-hmm. to the next run. And LSU just seems like a very, very strong team. They have experience against the top 25. 
Uh, their defense and offense kind of balances out pretty well for a chance for them to knock out. Uh, Auburn was probably one of my favorite teams, again, midway through the season. But yeah, then I, I just don't know what happened. They look so, they were like on a twenty-two game win streak. Like they were the first, they were the first seed for so long, and then they just I don't know what happened. Yeah, so and they were losses. such a strong team, and I actually think USC can possibly upset Auburn in the second round. But I think Auburn can still at least make a push to the Sweet Sixteen. But they've been on such like on a dry spell after that like hot winning streak for almost a couple of months. So I think this is LSU's green light to have that Cinderella story and. Every year, I always try to have that, like, Cinderella story. I remember one year I chose uh, Oregon, and they were a 12 seed. It was probably, like, in 2018 or 2019. They actually made it to the Sweet 16. So, I mean, who knows? I watched LSU get knocked off in the first round. and see my whole bracket go into shambles immediately. But I think LSU has potential, and I really hope that they could prove me right because I think them being a six seed is a little bit of a uh, – it's a little bit of iffy choice right there. I feel like they could also be a higher seed. Yeah. But all right, let's close it out pretty quickly. Um, so we've pretty much said our final four. If we could review it again, what was your final four again? I had uh, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova, and Kansas. And I have Texas Tech, Arizona, Kentucky, and LSU. So who do you have it winning all this year? Are you sticking with your team? Are you going with Kansas all the way? I'm sticking with Kansas. They uh, number one seed. You can't get wrong with that. And in the past, um, I think in the 2020 season, when there wasn't actually a tournament, that was also a good year for them. Unfortunately, they couldn't play that. But it's just, I think, in the past, we've seen them go into the Final Four. And even in 2008, they won the championship. So obviously, I think it's the most consistent team there is, Kansas. They get to the tournament every year in either one or two or three or four seed. And I just think, like, because we've seen Duke and UNC and Kentucky, they've all missed the tournament in the in the recent past. And so I, I don't think that uh, Kansas is going to stay out of this one. They're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I think Kansas has, again, the easiest road in. But at the same time, I feel like the Midwest is the side of the bracket this year that you should poke at, having a Cinderella story, which I have LSU in that instance. Um I like Kansas. Kansas has a lot of experience, but I, for me, I don't have them going as far unless it's a Sweet 16. Uh, my final four, I have Texas Tech, Arizona, Kentucky, and LSU. Um, I have Arizona winning the whole thing. Yet again, just Arizona looks like such a dominant team, and I feel like they're still a little bit uh, underrated, even though they're a one seed. I think this is Arizona's time to shine. Um, I just think that their team is just going to absolutely dominate and kill this tournament. Uh I had the final score being 68 to 63. They have, I have them being Kentucky. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be a very interesting uh, season. I am. I have no expectation, even with this bracket. I don't know what to expect still. Anything can happen this season. Uh, it's exciting. I think the first four starts today. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll mark it off for today's episode. Uh, I think you can catch us around next week as we'll probably most likely talk into made the run of 32, skipped two rounds, and then had to possibly talk about who can make the Sweet 16. So, heck, who knows what the time will hold during that time. We might see either our brackets perfect or one of our brackets will be absolutely horrendous, which will most likely be me because I'm a little too bold on some of these picks. But once again, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we're looking forward. I hope you guys have a – we wish you best of luck and have uh, – 
great time watching the first round, which is probably the most exciting round for March Madness. But from that point, thanks for watching. Go Wildcats. Thank you.